This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 2, Weymouth 0. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC media team. And Wrexham are looking in a good shape at the moment, aren't they? Really good week on the road and they followed it up with what was required. A home win, another clean sheet, fourth in the table. Things are looking pretty good as Wrexham are now going to hit a, a tough looking run of fixtures but the fact of the matter is that you know when you're going well and feeling confident that's when you should want to play the good sides so that you can actually take them on when you're feeling good and at your peak and certainly this Wrexham side is starting to develop into something this was a game which could have gone differently because Weymouth are a big step up from where they were when we beat them 3-2 at their place earlier in the season they're much tighter defensively their last match was an excellent win against Stockport, where they got an early goal and defended superbly. Quite different from what the, they were like without the ball when they played against us. And for the first, well, what, 66 minutes or so, you could see that because they showed a lot of grit, organisation and determination to hold Wrexham off. But once Wrexham got the breakthrough, the free-flowing stuff started to flow and it was... Uh, pleasing game to watch from a home fan's point of view from then on. So Wrexham made one change, an interesting one. I think Dean Keats looking to freshen things up a bit and just give players rest more than anything else. So Tyler French made way. Reese Hall Johnson came on in order to give a bit of thrust down the right-hand side. And the first half was pretty much all Wrexham. To be fair to Weymouth, they had a couple of decent little breakaways. They won a couple of corners. And they did get a good chance near the end of the half to take the lead. But the really clearest characteristic of them was their organisation when they didn't have the ball. They were difficult to break down. Their midfield sat back to protect the defence but didn't drop too deep and blocked off the passing channels. They made it difficult for Axon to work the ball wide as a result of that. And particularly on Hall Johnson's side, because the Weymouth distances were so good, they were really compact, often leaving Dallas rather exposed on his own up front. But in their own half, like I said, well spaced out, it meant they could quickly get across to support each other. So Hall Johnson clearly had been earmarked as danger and every time he got the ball, Luque, the left-sided midfielder, would track him diligently, the left-back would come to meet him and so would the left-sided centre mid and he'd always have three people blocking off his path and until the latter stages when Mimuth had to chase the game, he really couldn't get past and try to deliver anything from the goal line. It was a very tight and very disciplined performance, as I said, by Weymouth. Wrexham did make chances in the first half, but a lot of them from set pieces. There was a strange instant in the 10th minute, which brought back memories of that Fika Kelleher moment against Wealdstone, where the Jamie Records corner went across the face of goal, hit the post, somehow evaded Kelleher, both going across and coming back. When Young, from the corner of the box, ripped in a vicious free kick, Vassell attacking it looked certain to tap it into an empty net, Somehow it ended up over the bar, uh, having looked at the replay, a defender gets a touch first and the flag went up as well, so it would have counted. But it was an interesting incident because it led up to something later on from a cylinder, the position where Wrexham later took the lead. Then it was a corner, played short by record to Durrell, who whipped the ball into the box. A nasty cross. Angus just couldn't quite reach it as he attacked it. But the ball span up in the air and it was a very windy day. The ball dropping vertically just into the goal mouth. A nasty one for the keeper to deal with. And to be fair, Ross did well to leap with Kwame Thomas and deal with it. It was a, a very unpleasant ball to have to handle. 
Then Wrexham came driving forwards again after Angle, Angus had held the ball up nicely and fed it on to Durrell, who had a superb first touch and knocked it, the ball out of his feet and beyond his man. He drove through the middle, <clears throat> slammed a powerful shot, which meant that one of the centre-backs managed to block, came back to Durrell, and he pulled his second shot wide at the left post, not by too much, from the edge of the box. So Rexham was starting to create. Halfway through the first half came that free kick, which... Uh, was similar to the one which had Vassell offside. A free kick again in almost the same spot on the left flank. This time Young went for goal with a really nasty strike and the keeper Ross did well to get across behind his wall, get his hands to it and push it behind from the corner. Although Ross was then guilty moments later when he had the ball in his hands of a, of a, of a no, kicking off the floor, a very poor kick. Went straight to Durrell about 40 yards out and Wrexham broke quickly. Durrell feeding Davis, who quickly helped around to Hall Johnson, running onto it. It was similar to the chance he got early on at Sutton. This time, unfortunately, he really didn't get hold of it at all, and the ball went on target, but weakly to the keeper. As the half went on, Wrexham continued to get keep well on top, but like I said, apart from their organisation, Weymouth's defence defended very well, especially the two unknown centre-backs. Mensa was, was terrific, battling away for everything, and alongside him, the Aston Villa starlet, Revan was really strong and fast as well, showed some really good pace on occasions, and so they were protecting their keeper extremely well. But there was another opportunity when a short corner again to Durrell allowed him to rip in another very, very nasty cross into the goal mouth. It hopped through the goal mouth, nobody could get a touch, and carried it beyond the far post to Davis, who smashed the ball in very powerfully from a tightish angle, but fairly close in. Ross did well to get across his goal and save at what had now become his near post. But six minutes from the end of the half, Weymouth did have that opportunity. Harfield had done well at left-back and was bringing the ball forwards well when he was able to. They won a free kick about 30 yards out. Harfield floated it in nicely on the, the oblique angle, the wrong side of the penalty spot. McCoy lost his man and met it with a powerful header, dibbled it well to his right to parry it away. The second half began similar to the first. Wrexham pushing on and looking to put pressure on from the very beginning. Kelleher standing up a diagonal, looking for record on the left flank. Two defenders collide on the edge of the area as they try to deal with it, and record cut inside, but on his right foot, hits a rather weak shot, which the keeper saved comfortably. Um, if he'd got his head up and seen, Angus, in trying to make space for himself to get away from record and open up the chance for the shot, had actually worked himself into a position where Angus could have, record, beg your pardon, could have just rolled a simple sort of forward pass five yards and put Angus in on goal. But uh, I understand why records focused on trying to shoot didn't see that opportunity. Then it was Weymouth coming forward. A corner from the right-hand side by Harfield beyond the far post. McCarthy lost his man, hit a volley. Good contact, but poor direction. Missed the target. But it was a decent half chance before Wrexham started to push on once more. A really nice move. Davis uh, picking the ball up on the left-hand side after Luke Young had done really well under pressure to stay cool and find Davis with a very accurate pass. Davis did brilliantly to turn and help it on first time in behind the right side of the Weymouth defence. Angus racing onto it down the left channel, hit it first time, uh, hit the bar and bounced out. So I've had a quick look at the, the live stream and uh, kudos to Andy Morrell who in his commentary, great spot, Notice the ball just bobbled a tiny bit as Angus hit it, which maybe was the difference between it nesting in the roof of the net and it slapping against the bar. That was just after the hour mark. 
and the Wrexham bench, who weren't all that happy with the first half, um, decided they'd seen enough. So in the 64th minute came that rare bird, a triple substitution. Not the first time Dean Keats has done it, by the way. He did it at Chesterfield in the FA Cup last season. So a triple change was made. And making way, maybe surprisingly, was Jordan Davis, who I thought had a good game in the centre of midfield, was very competitive. Um, also Durrell, who had been lively, and Angus, who just hit the bar. Coming on were Ponticelli, Dan Jarvis and Jay Harris and they were all to make an impact in what was left of the game indeed <laughs> almost straight away within a minute of coming on Harris was running into the box and should have won a penalty McCoy's tracked him back Harris pivoted uh, as he hit, reached the goal line and hooks a across in which McCoy handled now okay Harris was very close to McCoy so I do accept that but McCoy's hand was way over his head. It was a, we talk about unnatural positions. Well, this was a remarkably unnatural position. Definite penalty, stonewall penalty. The referee didn't give it. The linesman was on that side. Remarkably, he didn't give it either. And it was a corner. Wrexham are furious, but not for long. Because from the corner came the first goal. Record sweeping the corner into a six-yard box. It was just crowded with players. Vassell did well to get a bit of a run in, attack it and rise much higher than the players around him and plant a powerful header into the net to give Wrexham a deserved lead. To be fair to Weymouth, they hit straight back and within a minute had a chance to equalise. Murray on as a substitute, broke down the left, stood a super cross up towards the edge of the six-yard box. McCoy attacking it from the far post, headed it back across goal. Very similar to that Dagenham equaliser um, and at the same end, but he couldn't find the target. He put it about a foot wide of the left post, but a, a really presentable chance. And they had another sort of maybe less promising opportunity a couple of minutes later, this time McCoy picking it up and feeding a nice pass into the right channel. Dallas from a tight angle lashing a powerful shot which went over the bar Wrexham though now those substitutions are starting to settle in I mean we could we could say okay we've already made a triple sub and within two minutes we're ahead in all honesty I don't think I would necessarily say that the substitution led to that first goal but certainly the three substitutions made a big difference in the latter stages they brought freshness and bounce all three of them really looked impressive and they started to combine well with records given free reign now as uh, Weymouth started to push up the pitch to drive forwards. Hall Johnson now was able to do so on the other side and Wrexham made hay and made a number more chances. Record sweeping in a corner beyond the far post. Thomas losing his man but with an almost impossible angle looking to head it back towards goal, headed it into the side netting. Might just have flicked the, the wrong side of the post as it went behind as well, but it was a very difficult header to try and put on target. Then another opportunity, long ball forwards, Jarvis did ever so well, tussling with the centre-backs to, to win it and hold it up and lay the ball off deftly to record. Record, though, got into a number of great positions in the last 15 minutes. Um, and after that earlier weak right-footed shot, didn't seem to trust his right foot, so... He managed to get this one onto his left, drove a powerful shot, which was well blocked. And when it spanned back out to him, he tried a heroic attempt to win a penalty, driving forward and running into a man. The referee absolutely was not to be fooled, and he was right. Then came the second goal, and what a satisfying moment it was. It was good work initially by Hall Johnson down the right-hand side, who did have two men on him. 
was lacking space but managed to hook across to the far post and find Jamie Record. Record nodded it back nicely to Jarvis and spaced 15 yards out. He rather hooked his shot, pulled it rather, um, and trying to drive it in left-footed and sent it wide of the right-hand post. But luckily for him, Ponticelli had taken up a superb position on the edge of six-yard box and a really expert finish. He's using the pace of the ball, angling his foot and feeding it into the net at last. Jordan Ponticelli has scored this season. His celebration was revealing there wasn't one. His teammates were delighted and absolutely mobbed him. But Ponticelli was stone-faced, looked almost embarrassed, I guess, rather than relief. Maybe he also felt that, you know, a striker of his calibre shouldn't have to wait so long for his first goal and it didn't necessarily merit celebrating. If that's the case, he's being way too hard on himself because... You know, all strikers go through rough spells. Injuries have really hampered his progress. It was fantastic to see him get that first goal of the season. We've been saying all along that he's a sort of player who, once he's done that, could get his confidence and start scoring. Well, let's see if he is. Uh, certainly, he looked confident in this match because almost immediately he was hitting a superb switch ball over to the left-hand side to record. He combines with Jarvis and Thomas and in the end they pulled the ball back and Young from the edge of the area smashed a powerful shot which went over the bar. Still Weymouth were trying to nudge their way forward but all they were doing was opening up space at the back and Wrexham were moving the ball around very very well. Again a nice combination play down the left record. Jarvis and Thomas linking up. Thomas in the end getting into the box and from a near impossible angle on the left hand side drilling a powerful shot which Ross was able to smother at his near post. The win was secure. Wrexham were just hoping they could close out another clean sheet, and they did. There was a slightly scary moment in the first minutes of added time. And the substitute Robinson cut in from the right flank. Jay Harris, who'd been really hurling himself into some terrific challenges, went in, may have slipped actually, and flew towards Robinson, who seemed to see him coming, and hit the deck. The referee blew his whistle instantly and booked Robinson for diving. Now, having looked at the replays probably correctly, to be fair, but it was a nervous moment. And that was that. Wrexham closed it out. Dibble got his clean sheet. Most importantly, Wrexham got the three points. And, yeah, like I said, some pleasing momentum has been developed and a lot of good performances. Uh, if you go through the side, I mean, Dibble had very little to do. Basically had one save to make and made it well. That free kick at the end of the first half, and that had gone in. And a, a gritty side like Weymouth had a lead to defend, then Wrexham would have had a bit of work cut out for themselves. So, Good and important save that by Dibble. Again, the three centre-backs look good. I mean, Carrington has just been fabulous, hasn't he? Slotting in at centre-back. And playing him on the right, of course, means he can feed Paul Johnson uh, with his uh, accurate passing. So again, a, a quality game from Carrington. Kelleher continues to be in terrific form, completely dominant in the centre of defence. And Vassell, good to see that he's really getting back up to speed after his injury. He was nice and steady and composed he scored the goal as well of course he looks as Carrington and Kelleher did to be fair in the second half when Wimmers midfield dropped a bit too deep and invited us onto them a bit too easily he they all try to carry the ball forwards and make things happen as well creatively a good performance by each of them Vassell also did his um, trademark acceleration on the other side's fastest striker how how soul-destroying it must be for these strikers to come to the race course 
and think they've got a, an early chance in the first half to sprint and really exploit the space left in behind Wrexham's defence and then find Vassell accelerating beyond them and running it behind for a goal kick. Well, he did that today on Pierre Fonker, the Cameroonian striker, who actually worked very hard, to be fair to him. But Vassell, oh, it was just beautiful to see him just purr past him like a Rolls-Royce and run it behind for the goal kick. I do enjoy watching him do that. The wing-backs did well, especially in the second half when they had more scope to go forwards. And to be fair, I think Record had more space to operate in the first half uh, than Hall Johnson. I think Weymouth has, had obviously spotted Hall Johnson's threat and, well, compensated certainly for him more than they mitigated for against Record. Um, Hall Johnson in the second half did get forward, did well, got that good ball in, which led to the second goal, and was constantly looking to take people on in that phase of the game as well. Defensively, he had no problems. Record in the second half, I mean, he was just causing all sorts of mayhem. I went for him as man of the match in the commentary. There were a few options, um, but I just thought the way that he kept getting involved in everything was impressive. He got so far up the pitch, and I, was, I know I've said this a few times, but... That's what I expected him to do when we brought him in, and I felt he wasn't all that much. Now he is. He's getting a long way up the pitch and, and really causing problems. Um, in the middle, well, the midfield three got refreshed, of course, after 64 minutes. But I thought they did well. Young, I think, was a bit more influential, actually, than he has been the last couple of matches. He moved the ball around well. He was getting into some good attacking positions, and typically he ripped in some great set pieces. Uh, alongside him, Jay Jordan Davis, I think, just needed a break, probably. Uh, he, again, really put in a super shift, really um, winning tackles, covering a lot of the pitch, some... When he was getting into attacking positions, he was helping the ball on quickly first time. I was ple very pleased with Davis. He had a couple of passes that maybe attacking players should have done better with. And Durrell, well, I mean, he's had quite a week, hasn't he, playing as a battling midfielder. Uh, this was a combination. He battled, but he also got into some interesting positions. And certainly in the first half hour, looked very, very dangerous. He was hitting shots from distance. He was whipping in dangerous crosses from the side. So although he was taken off fairly early, I'd still say... He was looking good, to be fair to him. Then up front, Angus... Well, I mean, uh, Angus did all right, ran into space well. His best moments was when he hit the bar, but he, he had some good moments. Sometimes the ball didn't quite stick for him, but he stretches play out with what he's capable of doing. Wrexham, especially early in the game, looking to knock the ball over the top and just stretch the game out because Angus can run onto them. Uh, he's lively and his, his positioning and is, is good. Thomas does what it says on the tin, dominates his centre-back, which is no mean feat. Centre-backs win most headers in the air, except whether against Thomas. He really is uh, a handful, and his work rate was wonderful. There was a little cameo of that at the end where he went chasing a ball right at the end of the match. It's typical of him. He often does this, and now had his hands on his knees for ages because he'd really emptied himself. But it was when we were 2-0 up late in the game, and he still chases and fights for everything. And an admirable player, Thomas. And then the three subs made a genuine impact. They only had 26 minutes, but they used up that time well. Uh, Harris, well, Harris was just so typically Harris all over the pitch. Drew a lot of free kicks, which was be were beautifully executed. Um, won tackles, made driving runs as well. Was a very impressive, Harris. Jarvis, too, trying to get forwards more from midfield. Uh, got into a lot of good positions when Wrexham were coming forwards and Weymouth were tiring and trying to push on and leave gaps. And Jarvis was at the heart with record of a lot of the good that Wrexham were doing. 
and then Ponticelli up front. Well, wow, I mean, what a firstly excellent shift he did early on. He was winning quite a lot of the ball uh, in his own half, and then it's the the goal seems to achieve him confidence, and he started to move the ball around very nicely. It was really troubling the centre backs. Fourteen players who have earned a good rest tonight because that was a very impressive performance. Although I do have an exclusive theory on why Weymouth couldn't hold out. It began before the match because Wrexham came out, no sign of Weymouth. Obviously they're changing in the Racecourse Foundation room behind the goal. And there's a big toilet block, isn't there, between the, the Rex Rent stand and the B Concept stand. And as Wrexham were waiting for Weymouth, a couple of their players suddenly came running out, but instead of running onto the pitch, ran up to that toilet block. So there was clearly some bladder issues. Their sub-keeper was in there while Weymouth were about to kick off and came out after it. So something was going on wrong downstairs, and then that leads to my second theory. In editing the highlights, I happened to stop at a random point, just trying to find an incident, and it was a, a cutaway to Murray, the, the Weymouth substitute, looking very uncomfortable. His shorts looked at least two sizes too small. And in fact, I've got to be honest, since that point when I noticed this, it was difficult to avoid as I flicked through the coverage how often he had to, how can I put this, readjust himself down there. I can only, only assume that the underpant lining had perished. But then I started thinking, are all their shorts too small? Is this some sort of weird 80s fashion move that's gone horribly wrong? Is that why their away kit causes them problems? Are they restricted? So I think there may have been a tailoring issue there that ultimately led them to run out of steam. But who cares? Because the fact of the matter is Wrexham won. Wrexham won well in the end. The defence continues to be solid. And, well, Wrexham go into a run of tough games in the form you'd want to be in. The sort of form where you want to welcome the challenge of taking on decent sides. It's a good place to be in. We're only one point behind Torquay now, and I believe three points off the top. I know we've played more games, but who cares? We're up there. <laughs> this is fun. Remember, you can keep in touch with all the analysis by subscribing to our podcast feeds, by subscribing to us on YouTube, liking, sharing, all that stuff, clicking the bell on YouTube, writing us reviews on iTunes, all helps the club to keep raised money and, and keep uh, high profile. So uh, please do that. And let's see what we can make of Tuesday's match. The highlights of this game, by the way, will be out at midnight Monday morning. So the final score of Wrexham 2, Weymouth 0. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC media team. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.